Actors, we've all got issues, so let's talk about them. I'm Juaniala, and welcome to Actors with Issues. Each week, we bring you interviews with actors from across TV, film, and Broadway, taking many deep dives into their careers and getting into the successes, the struggles, and of course, the issues that they face as actors. That's enough about us. Let's dive into the episode. Today's guest is a wonderful young actress and dancer you've seen in the CBC series The Next Step, Lifetime's Doomsday Mom, and the upcoming second season of Cruel Summer, and as the lead in Lifetime's An Amish Sin, premiering October 29th on Lifetime. Please welcome to the stage, Dylan Aratzlaff. Dylan, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. So uh, before we dive in, we always start with a quick uh, rapid fire game called Getting to Know You. So just throw some questions your way. Uh, okay. We start with uh, coffee or tea. Oh goodness, coffee, 100%. I have a coffee bar at home, so yeah. <laughs> uh, film or TV? Uh, TV. Hero or villain? Oh, hero. Drama or comedy? Drama, 100%. Stage acting or screen acting? Screen. Uh, what actors have the biggest influence on you? Oh, wow. That's a tough one. Um, I feel like I'm watching a lot of films right now and I just watched a trip to Bountiful. So Geraldine Page is a big influence for me right now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'll say her. Uh, what is the last show that you binge watched? Oh, Severance. Good choice. I love that show. Okay. <laughs> uh, what was your first non-acting job? Oh, I was a landscaper. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't fun, no. <laughs> if you could have a lunch with any actor, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh gosh. Okay. Ryan Reynolds is a big fan in my family house. So I'm going to say Ryan Reynolds. What movie never fails to make you laugh? Oh, planes, trains, and automobiles. And uh, what movie never fails to make you cry? Oh, um, redeeming love. That's a good one. And uh, lastly, in three words, describe your most memorable audition and memorable can be good or bad. So that's up to you. Three words. Okay. Um, let's say, whirlwind toronto and then 24 hours oh i feel like those <laughs> short ones are always the worst <laughs> yeah it's crazy <laughs> uh, so you started performing at a very young age um so was performing on a career level always on your radar or did you ever think of pursuing something else um i think it kind of came to reality when i was about like 12 years old so i feel like that's pretty young um mm. i when i was younger i like to say that i was a spirited child um but my parents kind of had a tough time with me i just was very emotional and so they put me into dance and and that's how i got started in that but i just realized like this was something i couldn't live without like i just loved performing and it was a way to get mm. my emotions out and so I feel like 12, 13 is when you start to decide, okay, is this like reality or like, do I want to explore other options? And I was like, no, I'm 100% in on this. Yeah. And um, around that time, did you, did you do a lot of theater growing up or was it mostly just like dancing and then you went sort of straight to screen? Yeah. So kind of what happened was I was primarily a dancer and my teacher was like, maybe you should try commercials. And so I did a few commercials when I was younger. And then this was also in the days where you had to like perfect teeth. And so I had braces. So then I took a break because my agent's like, hmm, not sure if you're going to book a lot with those. I was like, okay, that's fine. And then I auditioned for the next step. So that was my first film and TV audition. And I booked that. And that was like, I hadn't really had any acting training. So they booked me as like a dancer and taught me how to act. And then from there, that's kind of what got me into the film industry. I was like, I love this. And then I started training and all that. 
you know, with uh, in Amish Sin, uh, the new Lifetime movie comes out later uh, this or in October. By the time this this comes out, it will be October. Um, but I was just blown away by this movie. You know, we uh, before we dive into that though, I want to talk about your audition process for the role because you are the lead. So, how extensive of a process was that? Oh, it's crazy. I feel like it wasn't that bad to be a lead. I, I basically got the self tape. I um, filmed it kind of the next day. I got a callback, which was on Zoom because COVID has shifted things onto Zoom. Mm. And I think it was like two days later, they're like, okay, they want to have another callback with you. And I was like, okay. And then my agent called me. They're like, just kidding. Scratch that callback. They're booking you. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like I totally was prepared to like, okay, let's do the scenes again. I was like prepping in my apartment. And then she was like, nope, they, they want you. And I was like, okay, okay, this is what, it was kind of like crazy, but I feel like it's not a long process to become a lead, like only having one callback, no chemistry, nothing. Mm -hmm. There was a, another actress, um, Ella Dixon, who was in, uh, she was just in um, The Bad Seed Returns. Okay, yeah. And she sort of said similar thing. It was a very quick turnaround. She booked off the tape, I think, maybe one callback as well. And, yeah, you know, because usually it could be like a week's long process and, and Lifetime's like, nope, we got them. They're good. <laughs> yeah, especially because like the film time's only three weeks, right? I feel like just the whole process is like really fast. And so they just like, yeah, get them in and get them out. It's just like, yeah, couldn't believe it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And between uh, booking the role and filming, how long of a, a time period was that? A week. <laughs> really? Oh my God. Yeah. It was crazy. Like, I think I booked it and I was like expecting the script kind of the next day because I was like, I was in every scene but two. And so I was like, kind of want to start getting prepped on all of this. And, and like, we got to the weekend and I was like, hmm, I still haven't got the script yet. And so like, I messaged the director because I was like, he probably has it. So he got it to me. And then it wasn't until like Wednesday that the like production sent it to me. So I was like, so thankful that like the director gave it to me so I could get a good start on it or else I would have had like three days of prep with the script. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so um, I've been watching Lifetime movies since I was a kid. I remember like every summer uh, it'd be like with my cousins, it'd be cartoons in the morning, unsolved mystery reruns, and then <laughs> and then a Lifetime movie. Yes. And the quality of these movies has just gotten better and better. They used to be like a little soap opery and melodramatic back in the day. But now like these like thrillers right. and these like mystery dramas are just so well done and character driven. So I'm curious, what would you say was the biggest challenge with playing this role? There were so many layers to this role. I think um, one of the biggest things was that like in the Amish community, the women are to be very submissive. And so mm. I actually don't talk a lot in the first half of the movie um because like I have conversations with my mom and dad but like when we're in like a group setting it's like the men that talk and so the biggest thing was like body language for me was like mm -hmm. every sort of trauma had to live in my body and it wasn't allowed to be like said out loud which was really tough um and so that's what I worked on a lot and I and I heard a lot of stories from victims and, and just watching them the way they told their story. I just needed to like kind of analyze their body language. So that was a big thing. And especially only having a week, I really tried to dive into it every day, like a couple hours a day of just like that body language and, and everything that they were going through. And were you familiar, were you very familiar with like the Amish lifestyle and, and community at all before the role? Or did you really have to like do your research once you booked? Yeah, so the funniest thing is that my heritage is Mennonite. And that okay. is like similar to the Amish. Yeah. Now I tell people like Mennonites don't dance and I'm a dancer. So it's truly just my heritage. But um, I got to call my Grammy and she kind of had 
experienced it where the men and women were separated in the church and all that. And so kind of got to call her and, and get insight. And so that was really cool to even like look back into my heritage and see like similarities. And then we did have like an Amish consultant where I just emailed her and she would like tell me everything that I needed to know. So it was kind of a bit of both of like knowing a bit of it, but also there's like so much we don't know about that community. <laughs> And of course you can't like zoom call anyone there like hey can i talk with someone in your community like not a thing you have to go right. or like they're nothing at all <laughs> exactly yes yeah and uh with the film um i'm curious what would you say was the biggest lesson learned during production oh i think because this was my first lead role i was like very nervous on how to like command the set and the biggest thing i learned was to ask lots of questions i i find like it can be very intimidating going into that um situation and like you think you need to know what you're doing but um the director is just so lovely and i just asked so many questions about my character like what why did you write this and all of this and i think this is what we should do and all that and i think that just made it better um, just knowing that we all had one common goal. And so I think I was always scared to ask questions on set. I was just like, okay, I'm here to do my job. I should know what I'm doing. Okay. But I think the biggest learning curve was like, ask a lot of questions and it's okay. Yeah. I feel like lots of young actors tend to, you know, like you said, sort of go in and, and that's their, they know that the, they have the job to do and they don't want to ask yeah. questions. They don't want to like come off as annoying or. Yeah. Or like, needy, you don't know what you're doing, like all of that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, you know, actors have to have that uh, artists of all kinds have to have that agency and that willingness to go forward and not really be afraid of it. Of course, it's easier said than done. So <laughs> totally. Yeah. And yeah, I, that's why I learned it kind of as, as the days went on. Um, the first day, I definitely was just like, OK, you got this, Dylan. Like it was just like so nerve wracking. And then obviously you get more comfortable as the time goes on. And so that's what's my primary learning curve. And with the character, what are you most looking forward to for audiences to see and to learn from the, from the movie? She has just the most crazy arc ever. I feel like when I was working through the script, there was like two constant goals or, or things she was kind of like being pulled in each direction. It was like to find herself or to never find herself, but knew she, like knowing she had a role in the community. And it was like, what was more important to her? And I think that's something everyone can relate to is like having things that push and pull them in certain directions. And at the end of the day, like choosing yourself and choosing exactly what you want to do. Um, and yeah, just for people to find the courage to leave any sort of difficult situation that they're in. Um, I think that's a big thing. And um, like, I feel like if Rachel could do it, like anyone can do it. Yeah. Um, so with the name of our show being uh, Actors with Issues, it's not to insinuate that we have issues, though we all have lots of problems as actors. But totally. um, what would you say is a um, an obstacle that you've dealt with in, in your young, but I'm sure very varied career yeah. that you could sort of give some insight to any young actors who are listening? Totally. A big thing for me was putting weight on every single audition. It was like, yeah. if I don't book this, like I'm not good enough or I need to book this because it's been six months or something like that. And it became so overwhelming that whenever I got an audition, I would just like panic. I'd be like, OK, I don't have enough time because I would spend hours and hours on prep that I didn't need to. Um, and I would just be like, OK, I have to put everything into this because I have to book this. And it just became way more of like kind of a job than enjoyment and yes it is a job but i feel like as actors we are blessed to have a job that we truly enjoy to do and it became something that wasn't enjoyable and so i just like had conversations with my mom and she's like you can't put weight on this like 
you're talented, you do the work, set aside like two hours to work on it, film it the next day, and then let it leave your mind because then you go into the next one. I also recently saw a video how someone said like, you go into an audition or you do an audition, you just went to work that day. And you're like, mm. okay, if you look at it as if you're going to work that day, like you've already accomplished something. And I think a lot of actors are like, they don't feel like they've accomplished something until they book something. When really sometimes getting even just an audition is actually crazy. When you think about all the people that audition for that role or don't get to audition for that role. I think yeah. if you, once you get that audition, be like, okay, I'm working today. If you, you shift that mindset, I think it improves so much. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, you know, that uh, young actors tend to forget how many people get submitted for a role and then how few slots there are for self-tapes or auditions. And then only one person gets it. Um, one of our most recent guests, um, Yuji Okamoto, he plays Chosen in Cobra Kai. Oh, and cool. he um, originated the role like 35 years ago in, in the second movie back in like the 80s. And he basically talked about the same thing, saying that he remembers putting all this pressure on himself when he was younger and to just sort of let it go and and just you know have fun enjoy it's called you're doing a play it's a play for a reason you know <laughs> exactly yeah I even like before booking this role like I was in such a place where I was like if I don't book something by the end of summer like I'm I I'm just not cut out for this like I had been successful in dance and I was like toying with okay do I choose one or the other um and so I was like you know if I don't book something by summer like this is it and it's such a pessimistic view. And then once I, I, the biggest thing I learned was that the audition actually is the hardest part of the process. Once you get on set, it's so fun. Like that you like get reminded of like, this is why I do it. I feel like the audition is actually the scariest part. And so I keep having to remind myself, I went to work that day I auditioned. That was the hardest part. And if I booked this, it's all fun and games after that. And so that was like a big shift getting to work on this movie. It, it made me realize that. And um, looking ahead, uh, what's on your bucket list? Are there any genres you haven't done yet you really want to do? Or do you want to dabble into like uh, writing or directing in the future? Yeah. What's, what's the goal? Oh my gosh, I would love to do stunt work. I think, mm. so as a dancer, I love to do something called acro, which is very similar to gymnastics. I don't know why I really gravitated towards flipping and all of that. And I think mm. if I could fuse like an acting role with stunts, that would be like my dream role. Like something like Marvel, something like that would be like, I think so cool. Yeah. If they do a sequel to The Greatest Showman, they need acrobats mm. and all that. You never know. <laughs> Seriously, call me. I would love that. Uh, so before we go, we always end with um, a few non-rapid fire questions. So the pressure's off. Okay. Uh, so a fill in the blank. If I weren't working in the arts, I'd be? Oh, a chiropractor, physiotherapist. You had that ready. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, it's so funny. I, I'm like the most non-artist artist. I'm so like in school, sciences, like everything to me is like an equation. And I just like loved the human body. So yeah, if I wasn't dancing or doing that, I would want to go to school to be a chiropractor, physiotherapist. Awesome. Uh, what role have you had the most fun playing? Oh, um, probably this one, probably Rachel. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what is the best advice you've ever gotten? Oh, best advice. Goodness. Um, not yet. I like that. Yeah. That is very, it's very broad, but that's, that's great. I really like that. <laughs> yes. And uh, what is the worst advice you've ever gotten? Okay. Worst. Um, I, I think I have two. Don't eat carbs. I love bread. And <laughs> you have to move to LA to make it. Yep. Yeah, and uh, lastly, in 10 words or less, what advice would you give to a young actor? 
Okay. Um, I think I'm going to go back to what I said before on my biggest struggle. Don't put weight on auditions. It's mm. the biggest one to help me. Yeah. Awesome. Well, again, Dylan, congrats on this incredible movie. Um, where can folks find you on social media or Instagram if they want to give you a follow? Yeah, both my Instagram and TikTok are just at dylan.ratslaff. Um, so you can find me there. Those are the two I use the most. <laughs> awesome. And folks, you know the drill. You can find us on Instagram at Actors with Issues. Give me a follow at Juaniela Official. And you can find more of our show on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts every Monday with new episodes, uh, with bonus episodes on Thursdays. And don't miss Dylan Ratslaff in an Amish Sin premiering October 29th on Lifetime. I'm Juaniala. This is Actors with Issues, and we'll see you next week.